0: It's Chet. Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast, episode 177. This week I interview a younger artist named Scott Sherrod. And uh, I just dig his stuff, so I wanted to get him on the show. And uh, yeah, he's got a totally different kind of career trajectory. He's really killing it on twitch and he's built up a fan base there which is really interesting but anyway the main thing is i just dig his work so i wanted to have him on so we had a good fun conversation that went all over the place in a good way so that is coming up uh what's going on with me i am just trying to brave the fires we got some fires in california and i got one pretty close to my house but um you know this happens now every other year at least so it's not it's kind of like earthquakes we're so used to earthquakes out here that i don't freak out about them anymore so anyway that's going on um what else i'm just uh let's see just taking care of all the stuff i've been needing to take care of boring kind of business stuff um getting orders out, and oh, I know some good news, I signed the contract for the dystopia book with the graphic designer, and she has all the files, I told you I sent her all the files, but we now are officially starting, so um, it's close, so I gotta uh, get some paintings done, of course I gotta get all this other stuff done first, all these Orders to get out and um, commission work and some group shows and so I'm just trying to hold it all together. But it's not really any different than my normal life, so I'm used to it. That's about it. That's what's been going on. Uh, so let's get on, get on with the the uh, new subscribers. Let's see here. If you want to subscribe and help out. We are commercial free. We are listener supported like NPR. Um, you can go to Patreon.com slash dark art society and join up, get a Patreon free Patreon account, join up for as little as a dollar a month, get the podcast early and get in on the art jams, Friday night art jams, which, by the way, are going through a, a um Uh, What do you call it? They're getting a tune-up, I guess you could say. We're we're structuring them a little differently, so I think they're going to be a lot uh, cooler. So so we've got lots of cool stuff coming up in the Dark Art Society, and you get to feel good about making the podcast free for everybody, keeping it free. Okay, let's see here. All right, new subscribers. Christopher Lee Duncan, Dracula's Yo-Yo and Jazzy. Thank you for supporting. Jamie Wells. Thank you, Jamie. I recognize you. I know Jamie. Okay. Uh, Jody Kachia. Kachia, thank you for supporting. Todd Zerwell, thank you for supporting. I greatly appreciate it. And so does everybody in the Dark Art Society who listens to this podcast. Because you make it happen. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of scatterbrained right now. Um, I I, I can't think of anything else worth saying. So let's just get on with it. Okay. Episode 177. Scott Sherrod. Monster ink and watercolor paintings that are really cool and an interesting dude also. So check it out. We had a great, fun conversation and hope you like it. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's up, Chet? How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on. wrapped up a six-hour art session. Oh, yeah? For What were you doing? I'm working on some Patreon rewards. I make these little paintings for them. I'll hold
0: it up, and I'll screen grab it. Nice. Yeah, these are great. I love those. Okay, wait. Tilt it down, like, down. Yeah, ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, these are awesome. These are... Oh! Oh! Oh, I got oh. it, I got it, I got it, okay, tilt it forward, okay, hold on, hold on, not yet, not yet, okay, cool, those look great, and, uh, <clears> way. Way. oh, yeah, I love that head shape, <laughs> wait, put that one back, let me screen grab it, that's super cool, okay, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, I I I love what you're doing. I love the creature design you're doing and the technique you're doing, and so I Thank just you. hit you up to be on uh, the podcast because I like your work so much. And,
2: Appreciate
0: it. And then I saw and then I saw your picture. I was like, oh, I, I know that guy. Kind of, I've seen him before. <laughs> And, it's uh, that guy
1: that like hesitantly says hi and then runs away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like we were saying it's probably Monster Palooza and Copro, I guess, cuz you're in or El- uh, California, right? You're in Yeah, yeah greater
1: yeah. LA area kind of, right? Yeah. So yeah, I like to come out to those events. The Monster Palooza has been like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Do you ever, you don't so, do you get a but, table there? Do you have a table there? Uh, the last monster Palooza was my first time to to have a table at the the main event oh cool and then i I did the last two son of monster Paloozas. oh do you how do you do you do well there I do I do okay yeah and I don't I usually don't recoup costs but uh it's about networking as well you know so i I try and meet as many people as I can too yeah get work scene yeah that's a big part of it.
0: And it also takes a while to establish yourself at conventions, I think.
1: Yeah, I never expected it to happen the first, second, third time. Right.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Can you hear? Wait, listen to see if you hear the dog snoring. Wait, quiet for a second. Now she's. You hear that? nice <laughs> <laughs> this is my other dog because the dog that used to be in here snoring all the time died around or december and oh, now we got our last dog that that's surviving and she came in here today so i thought oh get the dog snoring noises back that we that i used to have all yes the time. so okay so so, so, okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so what's your story i don't know anything about you other than i've seen you at Monsterpalooza, and Copro, and you do really cool
1: monster artwork. Where are you from? Are you from uh, California? I'm from, from Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. I moved out here like uh, four years ago. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. relatively new? Yeah. Yeah. Um, about five years ago, I started live streaming on Twitch because I lived out in uh, the, the country in Texas and wasn't a whole lot to do, and uh, it was was just starting up, and there was a bunch of people doing art, and I started meeting artists through there, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: uh, I met a bunch of people out here as well, and uh, we started doing conventions together, and eventually I just moved out here.
2: Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't realize that you have, like, this whole Twitch thing going on. I mean, are you supporting yourself with that, or
1: um it's it's nice uh like secondary income okay. uh, i do have a, a day job i do like half the week 12 hour days oh wow and i get like three or four days off a week i just fill those up with art
0: that's cool yeah <laughs> so have you uh yeah we've there's been a lot of people lately on the show that have day jobs you know
1: yeah it's it's safe yeah, it takes pressure <laughs> off, that's for sure, you know. It it lets me uh not worry about commissions so much and then I can when I do have art time I, I do what I want to do. Right.
0: Yeah, I've I mean, I I was so determined to make it happen, you know, to where it was like this is my full-time I know, job that I, I took. Want it, but it's such
2: yeah, a weird well,
0: time,
1: but, especially now. Yeah,
0: but but th- <laughs> but but also You know, I've got commissions because I had to take commissions on. It's like I had to take on anything just to bring money in because that was my sole income. And I've got commissions from four years ago that – not to mention my book. So it's like I got myself in a super (laughs) deep hole and I'm really – you know, it's already September and and I'm – you know, my plan was to get myself out of this hole this year. Get the book done. Get caught up on all my commissions. Oh, it's such a um, great
1: year to get caught up. I know.
2: I know. There's <laughs> nothing going on. <laughs>
0: I know. So I, I've been doing it, but I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not there yet. It's like the book is almost done, which is great. And, um,
1: and you can see the horizon, though. It's yeah.
0: Like, yeah, you're yeah. Almost there. Yeah, but I mean, uh, probably a year ago, it was like this is. Terrible. <laughs> this is terrible this so is so far away <laughs> it's like you know you get stuck in a situation like that for years and it's like it gets
1: scary you're like what the fuck it's hard to to predict how long projects will take right
0: yeah because sometimes you know you know how it is sometimes a drawing or painting is goes come it's easy and it's quick and yeah. other times it's just like a total struggle yeah. <laughs> it's not like a regular job where it's like formatted. You do this, 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 and this, and it takes about this much time. It's totally, I think, a different yeah. thing.
1: People ask me a lot, uh, you know, how long does it take you to finish a piece? And it's like, all right, so the pencil stage that could be half an hour to six to eight hours. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like, there's no consistency there. You can't like make plans
1: around that. And then, depending on how bad I want to punish myself, you know, the inking stage, you know, that's a that's a, a, a one session, maybe two sessions, and a session could be six to eight hours. Right. Yeah. It's time, and it's a lot of time, but it's so worth it, especially when you got the process down and. Oh yeah. It just feels good when you get the, you know, you're on the right track because right. you, you've been there before.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the best drug, I think.
1: When, yeah. you, when you successfully pull, pull And then it when off. you finish it, yeah, you do like that last touch and you're like, stop touching it. <laughs> yeah. Stop touching
0: it. <laughs> yep. So, okay. Uh, I mean, we're, when you were doing the, have you always been doing this kind of creature stuff or? or,
1: or it know? evolved. Um, yeah. I, I always liked drawing monsters and stuff, but I never had, you know, I've been so bad at like. Writing stuff like I used to be in a band, but I could never write my own songs, hmm. I was such a reaction artist. And then, um, after a while, like uh, me and the guitarist we were like old school friends, and uh, we would draw together a lot and show each other our work and talk about weird paranormal stuff and conspiracies, and you know, that was my jam. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I started, you know, like slowly incorporating all that fun weird interesting stuff into my work and um and then uh i had always heard about lovecraft i never really like dived into it but uh during my early live stream stuff we started listening to audiobooks of lovecraft
2: oh uh, what and a great would, idea like,
1: that's yeah a idea. so and then i would like draw the monster in the story just from like hearing his descriptions oh that's too cool yeah yeah and then uh, we had like a, a love Lovecraftian, like, encyclopedia. And it was just, like, all this weird stuff with, like, the definition of what it is. And we would just, like, pick a random page, pick a random word, and, like, like let's draw that.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: that's cool. And uh, after a while, I was like, yeah, that's cool, drawing Lovecraft stuff, but I think I could just do this on my own. Right. So I started doing that. And then uh, as it evolved, I was like, okay, these are these are in the same place and maybe these guys are over in this place and then like it started building up and and now I'm working on like a like a lore book oh cool yeah yeah excellent yeah. so i like, tell like tell some stories about these because it all started with uh, I think uh, there was like a Lovecraft story about this place called Yogoth and it's a, a planet just covered in mushrooms and it's dark and misty and I was like that's the place where <laughs> these guys are.
0: <laughs> mushrooms, dark, misty, other planet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just wanted all this, like, mist, but then I started drawing the mist coming up from the mushrooms like it's, like, big spore clouds. You know, like those big sandstorms you'd see in the desert, but it's all spores. hmm
0: That's a cool idea.
1: Yeah. I started reading up about mushrooms, and they have such a cool history, man. Oh, like, yeah. There used to be like uh, almost thirty foot tall mushrooms that dominated Earth at some point. And, wow. Like, yeah, like plants were like constantly getting eaten by mushrooms, and uh, <laughs> there was almost like a mass extinction caused be between the war between plants and mushrooms. It- wow. <laughs> The, uh, the plants were so sick of getting eaten by the fungus that they finally developed uh, timber, well, you know, wood, and fungus couldn't figure out how to eat wood, so it wasn't biodegradable for like a thousand years. And there was just wood everywhere that couldn't go anywhere. Wow. <laughs> and it, uh, it messed up the, uh, the balance in the air. What a and trip. Then, yeah, and then one day, you know, evolution had an idea and it started eating wood again.
0: It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> Did, have you have you seen that? Uh, there's a new documentary about mushrooms called Fantastic Fungi, I think. What's it on? Well, it's I mean, it's I don't know if it's on any of the streaming services other than Apple TV. Oh. Like I can rent it on Apple TV. It's- I-
1: Fantastic fungi.
0: Yeah, I think so. Fungi, fungi, however you pronounce it. But um, I think it's it's not just about psychedelic mushrooms. It's like about just mushrooms in general. I think it's got it's probably got a lot of psychedelic stuff in there also. But oh, cool, but cool. but it's but it's, uh, it's you know because mushrooms are insane. Isn't it like the largest living thing like a mushroom or something like an underground. Yeah.
1: It's Network of mushrooms America. America. or something? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's a massive because it's it's really the, the mushrooms are the fruit of the actual thing. It's the things in the ground. It's like a it's oh, like really? white web mm-hmm. that like goes throughout the ground, and the the mushrooms are the the, the fruit that drops the spores. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. Maybe life on Earth was was you know there's that isn't there a theory that like life started from mushroom spores from another from a meteor or something? Isn't there some theory that like one one of those dudes like Terence McKenna or somebody? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that to be the I mean I, like, I dominant don't, theory. <laughs> don't don't quote me on that, but it, but I remember reading something about that, like um, because they can because they can live in like sub-temperature conditions or something or st- they like dormant or i don't know Don't.
1: never mind someone was saying <laughs> something like that about uh, uh those little tardigrade things those microscopic uh, little animals with like six legs and they kind of like scoot around they look hilarious <laughs> uh, but they can survive in space and in fire and all kinds of stuff and they think like they're like what if these weren't from Earth, and they they came here, and they're right. just like tiny little microscopic aliens on Earth. It's like, dude, that could be could be that could be aliens. Like they could be as big as bugs, and they're just like hanging out with all the insects that actually right. dominate Earth, and they don't care about us.
0: And know, it's funny that we <laughs> that we always think of aliens as like six feet tall or three feet tall, somewhere like in our yeah, in yeah. our range kid, of what they'd be, size. not like <laughs> the size of a Hundred buildings, or a tiny little microscopic bug, or some thing a hundred right. miles in the sky that pops out every once in a while and just has a weird shape. You know, it's like we, it's we we make them like us kind of when we envision them, and it's really silly. We gotta you think be about a, it.
1: relatable, <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's what I was thinking about, like that. You know, that that uh, I forgot what the, the tick they call it, the tick tack. UFO have you, you have you seen that where they they no. the, it it was it it's I, I bet you've seen the video it's like these guys in fighter planes okay and there's this thing it looks like a tic tac and it's kind of at an angle and it's just like right in front of them wherever they go and it's kind of like turning a little bit and they're just like they, they can't they don't know what it is they're like what the hell is this thing <laughs> and i think the i think it was the the pentagon or the navy Recently, came out and said, "Yeah, this this was a thing. This was a UFO. We don't know what it was," and it's and it just made me think, like, you know, <clears throat> that's pr- more likely that it would be something weird like that, like this, this weird geometric shape, right? You know, that does <laughs> things like, just define. Rather than like a spaceship that comes down,
1: right? It'd be you know? anything but what we think.
0: It right, is. <laughs> <laughs> things beyond. <laughs> beyond our comprehension anyway I'll, I'll send you that video after it's pretty it's pretty amazing
1: there uh, was one that was real interesting it's about this i mean i forget her last name her name was dorothy and uh she spent 70 years videotaping these aliens in her backyard uh, these ufos uh-huh. and when you zoom in on the videotape to look at it it's just all these like different colored squiggly lines oh weird yeah but every out. now and then like you'd see like you'd see like a big like a uh, sphere in the background and there's you'd see little windows on it and like you'd see shadows past the windows it was really like, so freaky I yeah gotta yeah, yeah, this. yeah okay you gotta send me that video <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh man so i've been a lot of the stuff that influences my stuff is I've been watching so many documentaries on like Amazon prime. Mm -hmm. There's so many weird, like basement. I know, but some of them are so
0: bad. That's a,
1: some of them are so like, I got a rule. (laughs) Like I don't want to be able to see the narrator, like no video of the narrator. (laughs) I'm like, they got to be British (laughs) and then it'll be good. I don't know.
0: I, I usually in the, in the first three minutes I can tell if I'm gonna put up with it because it's like some of them just the ideas are so like I can't. So, there's no yeah, way. I don't watch, no way. Like, I'm gonna accept that. I can't. I even don't watch a lot of like minute. the
1: UFO mystery ones. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of the ones that are about like uh, this tribe in Indonesia or like. Oh, right, right. Or like Voyage of the Continents, talking about plate tectonic shifts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh my God, like uh, they were saying an alternate theory as to what killed the dinosaurs was, so the most recent continent collision was India into uh, Asia, which created the Himalayan mountains. Uh-huh. And they said on its way to the Asian continent, it hit a hot spot in the middle of the ocean. Uh, It was like this like funnel of heat from the center of the earth. And as it went over this hot spot, it just like ripped apart India. And just like there was volcanoes everywhere. The ground was lava. And they said it just created tons of gas. And as it was going over the hot spot, it just like ripped India in half almost. Wow. I was like, why is no one talking about this? That's (laughs) so cool. (laughs) I mean, I do
0: uh, documentaries constantly. Like that's it's weird because I'm I'm a huge b- movie fan, you know. Since I was a kid, I've always been a huge movie fan. And wanted to make movies. I used to make movies when I was a kid, and um, I never liked documentaries really until uh, I every once in a while there'd be one if it was something I was interested in that I would watch. But um, <clears throat> when I started. When uh, Mike approached Mike Carell approached me to do my documentary, I start. I was like, okay, I better start watching documentaries, just because yeah, yeah. I was gonna kind of help, you know, do what I could to make this documentary good. And I just, I, I've been hooked ever since. That was probably 2012
1: or something. And now it's all I watch are documentaries. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> real life is so much more interesting sometimes.
0: Yeah. Plus, you can put it on. I mean, I put them on while I paint. Because it's like a lot of it is not there's you know it's more about what you're hearing because it's people talking about things and you could just look once in a while you know I got the TV set next to the easel so I can kind of like glance over if it's something interesting. Nice. But I like I like documentaries mostly about like uh, I like documentaries about cults like the Scientology ones and the, (laughs) the the vow that's on there's one called the vow it's on HBO plus right now it's really good and there's a bit there's been a few there's on Netflix there's a couple like crazy gurus that went insane and and yeah those are good and then <clears throat> like one's about really uh quirky weirdo type people like real weird characters like uh uh American movie have you seen American movie that's probably my favorite mm. documentary of all time about American- that it- no it's old it's like from it's at least 10 years old it's probably older than that 15 years old it's uh about this film indie, independent filmmaker guy in wisconsin and he's just this fucking oh, character i know
1: what you're talking about and i have seen it yeah and his friend, it's like him and his friends yeah. <laughs> yeah and they're the, like just the chillest dudes. like oh man all yeah. right man. my favorite line was like uh, I think his dad was in the living room or something. He was like, I'm never going to be one of you 40-hour-a-week. <laughs> his mom's like,
2: stop. Yeah, you know, he's
1: all drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the ones, those are my favorites. Those, like,
1: weirdo, weird yeah, people the, like that. Just, I was like, this looks interesting. And I started watching. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's like the best I documentary. Like my hero. Yeah, it's like the
0: best documentary ever. Dude's so hilarious. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay. So, all right, back to you. Uh, we got off on a fun tangent there. Um, so, okay, so when you started, I think it's really interesting that you've got this, this streaming thing going because that's probably where you're the most active online, right? Is this sort of streaming community for your artwork?
1: Yeah. Um, I used to be, like, really active and, like, Networking and like talking with everyone and stuff. I I pulled back a bit from that, and I really just like put as much time as I can into the live stream because while it's on, I'm working on my art, and uh, it's it's been there's been some surprises where like people are talking to me while I'm working and they're just like throwing ideas at me, and I'm like, damn, that's a good idea. I'm Like, <laughs> all the drama. Can I steal it. Let's try it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would that would be interesting to do it like a crowd sourced drawing, while like throwing like, ideas, and then you. I mean, it probably would suck, I imagine. But <laughs> it yeah. depends how good, well you put it together, I suppose. But usually, designed by committee. I know in the film industry, designed by committee is usually the worst,
1: worst way to design a creature. <laughs> but but you never know. You never know. I'll I'll always say you know like that's a cool idea, and then I'll just like keep going right (laughs) if it's not something i'm into you know
0: it's yeah like
1: it's no offense guys i'm just saying i'm working if it's cool i'll do it if it's not you know don't take it personal yeah
0: yeah that's i mean that's (laughs) that's where your judgment comes in you know i was thinking that yesterday and i was painting i'm finishing this painting and it's like i was thinking painting is like if you can't make decisions you're not going to be able to be an artist because creating art painting drawing whatever it's it's a series of decisions you're
1: making decisions
2: decisions, yeah. decisions decisions and sometimes it's like especially with traditional art
1: it's it could be a final decision right that fucks everything up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you'll just be sitting there regretting it and you're just like i just gotta move on to the next piece <laughs> redeem myself
0: so okay um uh, yeah um okay so so what age was where, did you start doing the monster stuff? I'm just trying to
1: get like a a picture of I, you I've always kind of drawn monsters as like as a kid and uh, teenager and all that through college but it was never like my main thing. in fact, like for a while I was getting into like animation and mm-hmm. I was really wanting to to like do cool animations and uh, but wait, wait. <laughs> I was yeah my dog's barking in her sleep.
0: damn it i'm sorry she stopped if, if <laughs> people listen were, while you were talking she was going woof, woof, woof. okay man i wish we had video <laughs> I, know. I need to start doing these like <laughs> live streaming these interviews okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt oh uh, no it's
1: okay what, what were, we were I talking about
0: <laughs> sorry i fucked <laughs> you all up <laughs> for no good reason either you're talking yeah. about drawing doing monsters your oh, teenager right. college animation
1: where, uh, monsters came from right mm-hmm. um you so yeah it was always like a thing where i was like man it'd be so cool to like design creatures uh but like i said i never really had like a a story or a place to tie it all to and i feel like once i found that it was everything became easier you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like you you looked at the page and it was almost like it just sort of popped up there at some point. You just sort of outlined it, and right. it just sort of kept feeding you.
0: Did you have you ever done designs for video games or movies or anything?
1: I have Did, like zero industry experience. That's
0: crazy to me because I mean, <laughs> you could definitely have a job doing that for sure because <clears throat> that's what it is in the industry. That's I mean that's one of the things I I got out of it because of because after a certain time it was it was all about you know you're you're you have to use this this page in front of you and and you know it's That's not really little, your own thing yeah. yeah but i mean but why why did you hire me right yeah yeah, <laughs> I yeah.
2: the guy that did this page <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um i mean uh sounds like you respond well to that sort of thing you could you could probably do it and do it from oh, from remotely you know? i'd love
1: to do that i just don't know where i don't even know where to begin
0: you just have, you'd have to get you know make get your online portfolio and, yeah. and <laughs> seriously emailing the shops yeah effects i'm telling you effects shops you're in la you could do it i've oh, seen your yeah. stuff you could definitely do it money's good
2: yeah
1: yeah be better than mine my-
0: <laughs> like <What's>, current gig. <laughs> what's, what's your what's your current gig?
1: I uh, they, they work at a a, a silicon wafer fab. A what? Uh, you, you know, uh, computer chips. Uh-huh. When they're first made, they're like on a, a, a circular wafer. It's called a wafer because it looks like a waffle, I guess. Yeah. And they eventually cut that. it up into chips. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they we don't make the. Silicone crystals and wafers and stuff that's done somewhere else. Someone else grows these like crazy tall crystals and then slices them up and then they uh, ship them to us and then we do all these crazy processes.
0: It's insane. For like,
1: yeah, for months, but they'll work on them. Really? Yeah. So you're it's basically
0: nuts. putting together these elements to make a computer chip?
1: Yeah, it's like a silicone disk and then it's like gasses sometimes they like hit it with fire It's <laughs> like different like fo- like analog like photo processing it's so weird it's insane what do I you do- know. what do you do there uh there's like little numbered uh numbers that are lasered on the edge and mm-hmm. i run a machine that uh, lasers the numbers on them wow what
0: a crazy job that's like a totally futuristic kind of job
1: Uh, yeah it's a dust free zone too so we're all like in smocks with like surgical mask on and stuff (laughs) (laughs) what a trip yeah it's it's terrifying the the, uh just like one little box is worth up to like it it could be like almost five hundred thousand dollars
0: oh my god and i'm getting
1: like a lot of them. Oh my god!
0: And you, yeah. it, and you can't mess them up or you sweating. Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! What a trippy! How'd you get that job?
1: What a weird uh, job! Yeah, one of my really good friends uh, has a relative that works there, and they, they helped me get a job because I was doing a pizza delivery for years, and it's just like as soon as the virus hit, it sucked. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Damn. It's not fun anymore. Wow, wow. Well,
0: if you ever he want said... to switch careers, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, I would love to do monsters all day, every day. That would be my jam.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fun, i got to say. D- creature design was the best, probably the, well, I don't know. There's a lot of cool things about effects, actually, but creature design is one of the best.
1: Uh, it looks super satisfying once you like finish a project and someone's used it as like a, like a prop or whatever it's like Yeah, but then, then it's to, like, like stick something in a video game that'd be so
0: sick. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> but in a movie it's like a lot of times they cut it cut it out. I just remember uh, yeah, when I, I finally know. got to the point where I was working at a good shop, which is when I was working at Rick Baker's shop and I was up in the front doing um like Photoshop designs, and at Rick's you got the time. They gave you the time to do it right. And I remember when I first started, I was like, "This is crazy!" Like you get to design a monster, and you don't have to rush, and you're not under any pressure. And it's like it's all about.
1: It look right. You have to make it look right <laughs> and
0: perfect. So there's a like certain kind of pressure that you know you're expected to create, to create uh, excellence. You know, and for but, that gift
1: of time, you have to give back. Right, right. But that's beautiful like beautiful beast. <laughs> that's the kind
0: of. I like that kind of pressure. I don't. I'm not. You know. It's it's that's the, the kind of
1: pressure, that's welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. If, you know, you you are It's exciting and fun. But man, it is really. It's fun. It is fun. But. <clears throat> yeah, your your um your creature stuffs really uh, really your the work that you do really looks like you, It doesn't look like I mean, you really
1: have a signature style to what you're doing um, Thanks,
2: yeah,
1: it evolved over time, it was uh, you know, it started off as I used to only use like colored pencils and then I was like, I need something else, you know, because anytime I used black, it would get like this waxy film on it Right I was like, I hate this, I (laughs) I can't do this so I started using watercolor and colored pencil and then um, gave up colored pencil. and just went straight to watercolor. And uh, through like streaming on Twitch, I I would watch other people do art, and I could. There, it was live, so I could just type in there, like, "What is that you're using?" You know, like, "I need that. That's that's my tool." Right. Uh, so like, I picked up like a brush that I use like on almost every piece. You know, uh, uh, this brush. Like I I was tabling at uh,
0: TwitchCon. Hold on. It, Hold it up. Yeah. I'm going to screen grab
1: it for Patreon uh, people. Uh, so this is my my ink brush. Uh, this is the brush I normally paint everything with. Okay,
0: so the one and, uh, on my right is... Okay, if you're looking at the ink. picture on Patreon, the one on your left is ink, and the one on the right is watercolor. Yeah.
1: Okay. Got it. Um, man, they're just so good but yeah this Oops. one was given to me by Shit. someone can you hold it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this it's one blurry. was given to me by someone who uh, met me at twitchcon and was like really into my work and thought uh-huh. that was like super sweet so i use it all the time that's cool um got it my uh paint palette and my uh my water cup that i use this was made by a good friend of mine.
0: All right. Uh, you got you to gotta have to hold it there because these are too cool. I got to show these. <laughs> hold on a second. You're making me Ew. work.
1: <laughs> that's
0: great, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, this was made by my good friend uh, Nimla. She, she makes all kinds of cool pottery. and She's out in Sweden. That's really um, cool. I wish I could show you my palette. It's still got wet paint on it and it'll oh. spill everywhere, but... It,
2: yeah, it right. looks pretty crazy. <laughs> I can
1: if you kinda, go to the yeah. uh, the Dark Art Society, like Art Jam, you can see it there.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. You're doing uh, monsters in watercolor and ink.
1: Yeah, I've, been, I've picked up these uh, these gel pens recently, and I've been having a lot of fun with these. They're all these crazy colors. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So yeah, just trying to pick up new things, but it's been so cool, like building a a world around all these creatures. That like some are like uh, more like Aboriginal type, like tribal creatures. Then you got mm-hmm. others that are more like uh, like generals and lords, and then you got uh, others like wizards and sorcerers, and and then you like sort of get to tie it in with the world. So like I have a. One that's a a dark, like a dark wizard, but he does a a dark spore magic.
2: Oh, cool!
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He holds like this big scythe, and his scythe is made out of a a petrified mushroom from an ancient mushroom forest. Awesome! Yeah. So,
0: this is what I'm doing. You know, you know about my dystopia. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm doing. And you know what? I know. I I saw that you were doing that, and I was like, man, weird.
1: Hell yeah! (laughs) I I,
0: I've. all Christopher Ulrich's do, kind of doing that with a project. Uh, you know, he, he's he want, he wants to. He's been planning this project. Uh, I forget who else, but I've talked to quite a few artists that are talking about doing this or are doing it. And I think it's like
1: it's the not building so much fun. Yeah,
0: it's what it's what it's all about. I think this is maybe the new a new step in a new stage in art is where we we begin to mythologize the characters that we're painting, especially people that are doing this kind of fantasy or monsters or whatever you want to call what we're doing, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it totally makes sense because, you know, the world does exist inside of our imaginations, you know, and it's very particular
1: to, to each individual artist. Sometimes it feels like it's outside the imagination. It's like, it's like, cool. Where right. is this coming from, man? Yeah, it does.
0: It does. But you know, like, uh, like Lon Duquette says, that magician dude I I follow on Facebook. It's, it's yeah, got, he's
2: got some great books.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's all in your head. You just don't know how big your head is. You know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mind blown. Uh, yeah, it's it's but but uh, I mean yeah, I mean Travis Louie, all of his stuff is like that all exists in a world, you know, I could see it. Yeah. Know, 100%. So just about every art, don't be
1: side by side. And it's like, it's a group photo. Yeah.
0: Right there. All the artists I really am fans of are kind of doing that already. They just haven't really, you know, put it in a book or organized it into a, a book. But I mean, I think this is, this is a great idea, you know, cause you could, it's like creating a whole, you create a culture in this world you know it's, uh, it's so yeah a, a it's a weird idea and then you can
1: put it gives them. your painting so much more uh, content than than what it once was mm-hmm. like i've talked to a lot of people and they'll like they'll see a painting and they're like oh this is really cool like what is this about and then i'll tell them what it's about and they'll be like damn this is blowing my mind now that i know what's going on right yeah that was it's the... like I, that's why i wanted to make the book i was like people should feel this every time they turn
0: the page like whoa i you know i was struggling with that though before i made the decision to to make the book because on one hand i was like i want to tell the story of this world i want to develop these characters i want to understand these characters really because it was less about making up ideas as much as figuring out what the ideas i already had created intuitively what they meant is really what it was like for me for creating this yeah. book but the thing you give up the thing you give up is the um <clears throat> it's more of i guess a more old school traditional way to look at art which is the vagueness you know and, yeah. and allowing the person to interpret like lots of like is a good example of that like he didn't he was not interested in the, knowing the meanings of his paintings or anything like that. And it was all, it was more about but what, the you person, know, if
1: someone made a book of his oh my God, it'd and be amazing. stories Look, to it, it'd be amazing.
0: Totally eat it up. I know. I know. I know. I know. So it's but, not but, like it's not wanted. I, no, I, I'm for sure. I just, it's like that. I'm just saying you give, you do give a little something up when you tell more about something.
1: In a way. Yeah. You but know, you give up. But if you are the artist and you feel like this, like you genuinely feel like, all right, this is a world. This is, these are connected pieces. And this is a story I want to tell. So right. why not tell it? Oh,
0: for, yeah. That's obviously, that's where I wound up with it. It's like, I've. it was, to me, that's it was a like. a bite
1: to take, but it's, I think it'll be worth yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it, for me, it was, uh, it's it was that the payoff was worth it like you get way more out of the the you know the world building than you do out of you know just kind of letting it be vague and letting people put their own interpretations on it which you know yeah. if you don't if you want if you like the art I also thought if you like the artwork on its own and you don't want to know the meaning then don't read the book and then you could still yeah. have the art and you could see it.
1: That's why it prints you know. and, you know, stuff online exists. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but here's my storybook if you want to know more. Yeah. Well, my story – I mean, that's the
0: thing. It's the – the the way I'm doing it, it's the, the stories. I The story exists, but that's, like, later. Like, this is the, this is the rule book. This is the Bible. Okay. This is the guidebook. This is just explaining what everything is. And then as far as, like, the stories, that will come – you know, in the next form of a comic
1: book or I don't know how, whatever, you know, uh, that's the plan. Late last year, I tried to do a comic and I was like, all right, I'm going to (laughs) stick, I'm going to stick to five pages. I started thumbing it out and I ended it like 23 pages. And I was like, what did I do this for? (laughs) Did you finish it? (laughs) I, I drew like a full five pages and then I inked three of them. (laughs) <laughs> and I stopped. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> such a big bite to take. Man. I don't and understand. Like, my, I have like several friends that are comic book artists, and that they're like, start slow, right. start slow. <laughs> I don't understand
0: how they do it, comic book artists, because I heard that you know the people that actually do draw the comics and the inkers and all that—they don't. It's like it doesn't pay that well. Because it it seems like a huge, huge, huge amount of work. Like every panel is like a piece of art.
1: It seems insane to me. One of my uh, really good pals, uh, John Lay, he's been trying so hard to, you know, like get into the comic world. And he finally got his like foot in the door. And he's got several books coming out, but they're all coming out this year. And it's like the worst year to have a comic book oh, come yeah. out because there's no comic book conventions, comic book shops oh, are closed man. to get people. That's another thing. It's like I, I hear like a lot of them don't even get the money that, that the comic book makes after it's on the shelf. Like it has to be like like before it has to be like all pre-orders or something. No, right. It's such a raw deal. So you have to be like, You've got to be like, I am a comic book artist and that I can't be anything else.
0: Right, yeah. To be in comics. I'm going to fucking do it. I know <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's just, you I know it's going it. to be a nightmare.
1: Just keep it, you know, like, uh, within, just know your limit, I guess yeah, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find your limit out on the first thing <laughs> is what everyone says, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, I know, I know. There's yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go, but uh I one time I started a comic book and that was when I was probably in ninth grade. When I got when they put me in this slow math class because I wasn't I wasn't I was always getting D's in math C's and D's. Me too, man. And then I so, spent like
1: three summers in summer school because of math. Yeah,
0: it was <laughs> the worst. And then they so they put me in this slow math class and I was like, this is fucking easy. This is like sixth grade work, and I didn't so tell did them. I, draw? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tell them, and uh, I just would like. Oh, then it was a two hour class. It was like two periods. So I was like, this is fucking Ouch. amazing. So I could finish my work in 10 minutes from the, for all two hours. And then I would just draw or write. And then one of the things I was doing was t- trying to do this comic book. And it's like I started it. I, I got it really inspired by this heavy metal magazine comic. Um, I have somewhere. Oh, Mobius. It, it re- yeah, <laughs> really. I don't remember. It wasn't Mobius. It was some other artist, but it for some reason just it was like Ah, oh, this is amazing! It just inspired me, and I started it. And it's like I still kind of remember what it looked like, but it was like five panels, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm off to do something else." You know, that was it. Though. That's all I've ever done as far as comic books go. So it's like one of these things it's, I've never uh, done that I've always wanted to do, and now I have an there's opportunity. There's a lot to learn
1: because, like, a lot of the the comic book artists work on these like. What is it, 11? I think it's 11 by 17 pages. Oh, really? Oh, and interesting. you have to consider that it's going to be shrunken down, yeah. so the readability is going to be totally different. Right, yeah. I don't know
0: anything about comics at all. I really don't. That's why I guess I never... Just go into it blind, then. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think if you had to learn all that stuff, it might...
0: Yeah. I mean, when I do it, it's gonna to be totally self-published. I don't really you should do it, it on Canvas. That's, hey, I was thinking about doing. That would be really painting, cool. Painting every panel and just like.
1: Maybe, maybe it might be easier that way, just because you understand. It might, you know, it
0: might. The hard. I mean, the hard part, to me, would be, laying it out and making making those decisions about you know which panel is large. You know, it's like there's a lot of Like layout decisions About, about how a comic is read You know what, what I'm saying?
1: What if you did a relief sculpture For each page? <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> That would be Way more work. work For the, the covers at least That'd be really neat <laughs> Excuse
2: me,
0: Excuse me. Uh, that, that, You know, we I had a guy uh, Did you hear the Tom Taggart Episode? The artist Tom Taggart I don't know. It was, I don't know. So many. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's too many. I'm thinking of scaling back because there's just too many. I don't think people listen to them all. But um, anyway, Tom Taggart, he's a sculptor. And he was, I think, like the, the one guy in the comics industry, I think in the 90s or maybe it was early 2000s or something, where he was sculpting comic book covers. So he was doing wow. like sculptures, and then painting them, and then they would photograph them, and, and that would be. That's how so would. sick! I know it's such a cool <laughs> idea, right? And he did he did this one famous one for like comic people, comic book people know know this this uh, comic book that he did the cover for. It's kind of I think it's kind of famous, so pretty amazing, cool idea. I want to check
1: that out. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, he's a cool. Cool dude too. Really I've been artist.
1: trying to get into sculpture, but I. I have a hard time with uh, space. I'm in like a little apartment, you know, so I don't want to like make all these clay pieces and have them scattered everywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I've been
1: trying to push myself to do ZBrush, but it's been so hard. To, like the the whole UI and
2: everything. I know is the
1: learning curve is a bitch.
0: Yeah. Th- do you have a uh, uh, an an iPad?
1: Yeah, I've been messing with Forge.
0: Yeah, because kind of so there's old. a new one, too, that just came out, I think. Or maybe it's Forge I'm thinking of. There's, like, two of them, I heard.
1: I think yeah, this is one, one. But, uh, another one, but I can't remember it.
0: How, that one's supposed to be easier than ZBrush, I think, but probably yeah, a lot Yeah, I've more
1: actually more done more a there. few on there, and it's it's okay. Uh, I like it. They You have to keep it at, like, a low poly, but yeah. and I haven't tried this yet, but they said you can export it and load it into ZBrush, and okay. then you can finish it there. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, shit, when I get to ZBrush, what am I going to do? <laughs> That's what
0: bums me out, man. I, right when I left the film industry, the last job I did was Land of the Lost, the remake, the stupid... Right. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it's probably. I'm sure it's stupid. But <laughs> it was doing the slee stacks, designing yeah, yeah, the sleigh yeah. stacks in ZBrush. So I got paid to learn ZBrush where I was working.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: and... I, I knew it enough to do a fucking slee stack sculpture over like a body scan. It was pretty cool because it was, uh, normally in effects, you sculpt, you know, have, you do a life cast of the person and then you sculpt it and then you do the molds and this and that. And these, now it's all on your screen. Yeah. I think they, <laughs> what they did is they scanned the actor digitally scanned it. And then we sculpted the, uh, The cost the the sleeve stack over the actor, you know, so that the proportions everything would fit because you know you've got limitations. You can't go in, but you can add. You can't take away a person's body, but you can add to it. So you have to compensate. Can (laughs) (laughs) and then I think we use that for reference for sculpting the big ones. I think. Now, and I think now they even sculpt them in ZBrush and then print 3D print them full size and cut That's out. That's insane!
1: With... I can't imagine like the the 3D printers they have.
0: Yeah, I, well, I think they do it in sections. May I don't know. Even that am I'm, I'm so, like so out of the loop. But, but anyway, my 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 point was, I got to the point where I could use ZBrush well enough to do that. Paint it in ZBrush, everything, and I know Lightwave really well from this 3d program i know from way back when i did all the tool animations on it and stuff Sick. yeah so i could import right. you've been doing that for a while yeah right. since 98 and so i um <clears throat> was able I, I can take stuff in out of zbrush bring it into LightWave, wave and where I where it's easy for me to do like lighting and rendering and and then i f- left the industry and then i didn't do any z brushing <laughs> and i forgot everything and it's, it's, i'm kicking myself kick of myself because it's like such an amazing program and now I know all these people that do
1: printing I could probably send them I know phone. the the printers are getting so affordable I was like man like if there was ever a time to get into ZBrush and
0: I mean that that's that, that cool if you do learn ZBrush and you have your sensibility as a creature designer. You absolutely could get a job in the movie business or the gaming industry.
2: See, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, if
1: I learn ZBrush, I'll be so much more valuable. Totally. It's like true. today in this world.
0: It's true. But, you know, um, being able to sculpt in clay is also a big plus. So, you know. Yeah,
1: I've been giving it a couple of goes. I made this little dude.
0: Oh, there you go. That's cool. That's awesome. Here, let me get a picture of it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, yeah, is that Sculpey? Yeah, super Sculpey. Super Sculpey? Because you got to try. so pink. <laughs> have you tried, yeah, have you tried, uh, yeah, that's cool for, I could see your stuff. I could see you painting yours using watercolors too, doing washes over the Sculpey after it's cured.
1: I could see that. Oh man, I did this one sculpture. Uh, through Twitch, I uh, I saw that Doug Stannett was streaming.
0: Oh, and I started talking he's awesome. to him through there. Kinda, yeah, he's supposed
1: to come on the show too, actually. Oh, he's so cool. He's actually the one that like uh, he invited me to Monsterpalooza Palooza to help him at his table. So I was, Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, I was I was helping him like. Maybe that's uh, where I first met you. Maybe. Maybe Wait, I don't know. Where, I, I mentioned like so many conventions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <art laughs> shows I know too. I know what conventions are like. You see like a hundred people for three days, four days in a row, right. and everything's a blur at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like a three-day high school reunion where every single person from your
1: class is there, and yeah, everyone twelve hours a day stories, and you're like socially exhausted oh, halfway God. through. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but... Uh, That's cool. Yeah, I did a, a convention up near uh, San Francisco, and Doug invited me out to his studio, and me and my brother went up there and sculpted in his studio, and he baked this for me. And, what
0: is uh, that Sculpey?
1: This
2: is
0: uh,
1: earth clay. Earth clay. Wow. Yeah. What's
0: and earth clay? It's
1: got a... Uh, it's like uh, the stuff you have to fire in a kiln. Oh, it's just
0: regular... Oh, it's just like pottery?
1: pottery. Yeah, yeah pottery clay and then he like did like a a couple of washes on it and like gave it all these cool shadows and stuff that's cool here's one of doug's originals okay don't move it yeah doug's awesome
0: he does those in okay i got it he got he does those in that earth clay or yeah yeah
1: this wash is like metal that's melted onto the clay so if you put it in the light it like shines like metal wow yeah all those like small pieces are, are made of the earth clay and then his bigger ones are made of uh, like a multimedia like a two part clay that right. hardens in a couple hours I forget what it's called the epo- epoxy, like, yeah, the epoxy,
0: epoxy sculpt clay. or magic sculpt
1: yeah yeah over like a wire
0: thing yeah those are great because they 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 dry they cure rock hard like a rock they're so yeah. hard but they're not I don't find it very enjoyable. You have to sculpt differently than you do in clay, really. It's a little
2: more free,
1: not so detail-oriented.
0: Well, I mean, you could be... Yeah. It.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you could be detailed. I've seen some amazing stuff with the epoxy clays, but it's more like... You know doing it in layers and letting them dry and then sanding them and then adding a oh, thin okay. layer and then adding you know waiting for it to cure a little bit and then pressing detail into that and
1: <laughs> that's a process
0: sanding it's you know <laughs> i've seen jim mckenzie does amazing shit in uh, epoxy clay it's a it's archival though you know that's the thing it's like super archival
1: the the epoxy like those plaster sculptures those blow me away too I'm like oh. Oh, right i know yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I've seen some amazing sculptures. I, I always wanted to sculpt in plaster. Cuz you can do that. You can totally make little batches and you know, add them and, and then sand, sand and add and sand and, and chip away. It's almost like marble at right. some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know though. It's like I'm I've gotten spoiled with Chavant and um, Monster <laughs> Clay cuz it's just it's it's made to sculpt. You know, it it the, looks
1: beautiful when it's done. It's and you can smooth it out. You can do it's, yeah. It's, it's easy. It's, and my only problem was, I'm always in an apartment that doesn't have central AC. And then as soon oh, as summer hits, Forget everything's it. like brrr. yeah. Especially
0: <laughs> monster <laughs> monster clay's got such a low melting point that yeah I know. It, you
1: know it, it will if Put you're in like, the microwave for like five seconds and it's a puddle. Yep. yep. <laughs>
0: But uh, I mean, and then the problem becomes you have to mold it really to make it archival. You have to mold it, and then you have to cast it, and that is a whole other pain in the ass. That's yeah, it's a whole other class. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) you got to learn. You you either have to learn or you have to have money to hire someone else to do it because you know it's it's especially the molding and casting, and then you get the cast back and paint it. Right. You know, um, that's what I. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I do now. Just because it's it's so time consuming, it just doesn't make sense for me financially to do it myself to do the molding and casting. And it's you can cheaper. make more work. yeah, and then yeah. It's like, like, more... I, can, I can stay making stuff that you know, like painting and whatever I'm doing, and then hire out, and it just makes more sense.
1: That's cool. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a good
2: flow.
0: Yeah, and I got like the best mold maker in the world. Who does molds for really me too? Oh, Lee, awesome! Lee Shammel, he's awesome. He's re- he's been he's been doing it for twenty five years. He fucking makes these beautiful, perfect molds. So You just send it, and then it comes back, and it's perfect. And it's, like, <laughs> ah, it's so nice. But and it's like when I'm making molds. I'm not a guy who just makes molds. So they're like crappy looking. They function, but they're not, you know, he's like a mold maker. He makes them, they're like little pieces of art, which is beautiful. And he's got like, like the big pressure
1: pot and everything. Yeah, and... he's just, he does
0: it right. And then when I do it, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm pressed for time. I got to like totally just, looks some... good enough. Yeah. I've <laughs> <That's our laughs> so got like
2: and... <laughs> paintbrush,
0: just paintbrush handles sticking out of it and shit. And, but anyway, so uh yeah, I mean have you you have you approached galleries? You haven't done gallery have you done many gallery shows? Because I haven't seen any.
1: Um last year was my first gallery experience. I uh it was at I think it was of. I met uh Bill Schaefer from Oh Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been in a handful of shows over there. I was so stoked for my first one. Uh, it was in October of 2019, and it was a monster-themed show, and they had one of your paintings there. Oh, cool. And they, they hung it next to mine, and I was so, I was so <laughs> stoked. What, what was the – do you remember what the painting was? What show was it? Um, I don't, It wasn't the thing painting, was it? I did no, it's like a, it's just like a portrait. of a dude, I think he has an X on his forehead, and the the Damn. frame's like kind of brownish. It's not the big Christmas one. I don't even but, remember. But I've seen that one there.
0: Huh. That's cool. Wow.
1: Yeah, and they also had a <laughs> what was it? Uh, yeah, Doctor Satan's. From that Rob Zombie film House of a Thousand Corpses, there's mm-hmm. like a big altar in the scene, and they had that thing up in the corner of the gallery. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, cool. But I also tried uh, Sugar Mint Gallery. Oh, I did. I,
0: I, I, they still have a piece of mine there. I did a Michael Myers for them.
1: Oh yeah, they're about to do uh, the Halloween Show, so they've been putting Michael's everywhere.
0: Yeah, what's her name? something rose what's her name i'm terrible with names she's really (laughs) nice that she's like the owner uh like
1: yeah i I can i see the face i can't yeah yeah
0: yeah it's a cool little gallery too and it's
1: yeah they did a stephen king show there so everyone was doing stephen king tributes so i did a piece for the mist
2: oh cool. i love
1: eldritch horror it's like my favorite thing ever
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I,
1: yeah, it was like a scene from the uh, the parking lot, and you're like looking out at the parking lot, and there's all these uh, monsters approaching. Where is it?
0: built it down a little bit, like the top down. Yeah,
1: that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm such a, a, a Wayne Barlow fanboy. Yeah, so he's amazing. I, I love the sigils that he puts over his demons and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I've been trying to incorporate that in my work in a, a way, but I was like, I was like, Wayne's looks so evil, but that's because you know, it's creatures from hell. Yeah, <laughs> so I started like looking at like Sanskrit and stuff, and like other like uh, magic symbols and yeah.
0: Well, do you know how to make a, a sigil? Do you know Do you know how the process of of making one?
1: I've seen a book that talked about it. It was saying like use circles and triangles and something else.
0: Uh no, it's it's no it's
1: uh, uh it's probably uh, more complicated uh, than that.
0: <laughs> I gotta figure I gotta figure this woman's name out. What is it? What is her name? It's driving me crazy. Sa- Sarah Rose? Is that what it is? Sarah Rose. S- Sarah Rose. Orla- or Orland Orlandini. That's it. Sarah Rose. Okay, I remember. She she runs Sugar Mint.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because it's an unusual name, Sarah Rose. I remember that. Okay. I'm sorry. That was bothering me. All right. So, what were you just saying? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I think we were talking about uh, the, the sigils. and how to Oh,
0: make- yeah, yeah. No, this is I'm telling you, this is the way to do it. This is the way you do magic sigils. But y- this this is cool because as an artist, you can really make them your own and they and they because they don't have to look any certain way, really. But you take, you know, in magic, you take like I will to have this happen, you know, whatever. I will to uh, get Get enlightenment. You, right, you write that down.
1: A reasonable then, wish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you 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 cross out all the consonant or all the vowels. Right. Cross out all the vowels. Then you cross out any any duplicate letters. If there's you know if it repeat any repeating letters. Right. Right. And then you're left with just a string of consonants. And you take Interesting. The, you take the consonants and then you just write them down, one on top of the other and it just looks like shit. It looks like just like a big mess. And then you look at that and you start going, "Okay, what could I do to kind of change this and make it look cool?" And then you start taking things away and then you might say, like, "If there's a K in there, you put it on its side because that makes a cool like V shape and 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 you can make, you know, two one letter combined with another letter turn into a third letter over here, and you just start arranging it, redrawing it, redrawing it, redrawing it and simplify Build it up,
1: break it and, down
0: yeah and keep simplifying and taking parts away of letters and taking whole letters away and just simplifying simplifying until you have like this little iconic symbol and you you know you try and make it you just make it look cool and then that that is <laughs> that's the that's the sigil and then you know the magic part is you know is after where you you do like you visualize on the sigil and it you know, based on how you do it, you can implant it in your subconscious, and then your subconscious will manifest it physically. That's the concept. But as far as just coming up with sigils for your characters, you could, right. uh, you could, if they have names, you could take the name, and then you could do that. You could take out the vowels, any repeating letters, and then just put them all on top of each
1: other and start. Uh, right. Making. It I've look been cool. trying to do like, a, like just sort of like automatic drawing
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i just like you know put the pencil down and it just starts squiggling and mm-hmm. doing like you know like those general writing gestures that your hand does right. when it writes yeah yeah and I'm, i just sort of do it and like you know slash the t's and dot the i's and <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts looking like I something. I'm just i'm like i I'm like i think i think that's your sigil man it looks great
0: right right yeah <laughs> that, no, that's. i mean that's totally a legitimate
1: way of but i want to try sure. that too though yeah uh, it's really like a more a more focused uh, it is. driven one yeah rather than just a, a pure
0: chaos right yeah <laughs> it gives you like a framework to work within which yeah. is you know a lot of times what you need to to make something cool is like a certain set of parameters to work within um but yeah, I like – I mean I like to do – sometimes when I'm just coming up with characters, I'll just scribble on a page and then f- look for something in there. And if you see it, then you go, oh, OK. And you just start trying to like – you find that. I one, know. It feels you... like, a,
1: like a radio signal almost. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of nice swinging girl. your arm around and then every once in a while the hand goes down in the right spot at the right time and you're like –
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. We're we're talking now. Yeah.
0: And then you start <laughs> building talking. on that, and it, it, <laughs> it's so cool too because at that point art becomes it truly becomes like a mirror to your subconscious because you know you don't know why you saw that thing that you saw because it's a bunch of those things it's a bunch of crap it's a bunch of chaos yeah, and scatter like
1: it's like a uh, dream while you're awake
0: right and and so the fact that your subconscious picked up on that thing is like it's telling you something about yourself in a way. So by the time you end up with this character that you've created from this mess, you the way you've kind of followed you followed this initial impulse that was like there's no logical reason for it other than it clicked and it looked like I should follow it. And then it becomes like I don't know, it's very mystical and weird.
1: Yeah, and and once you started seeing all these weird things that show up on the page, it's it's like that feeling I got when I you know seen the first Alien movie, and you you don't know anything about this creature except the few rules that it's sort of established with its actions, and then when the movie's over, that's all you still know about it. Right. And yeah, it's like, I love oh, that about that's it. so fun. And then like everyone goes home just thinking about. Oh, it probably came from a planet like this, or it was sent from <laughs> right. things like this. Mm-hmm. And why were they in this weird ship? And it's like you never find out. And it's like ugh, that's like the coolest feeling to like leave those like stories with. Right. Yeah. And then to like later like have this like big lore built around it. Like still like alien and predator lore is so open right now. Mm-hmm. You could do anything with it right now.
0: Yeah. But again, I mean, this is kind of coming back around to what we were saying earlier. Bite you in
1: the butt when you make a Lord book. Cause well, <laughs> you've set all these rules.
0: You, no, you've no, well, yeah, there, there, there's the fact that like you're saying, OK, the first Alien movie, it was such an amazing feeling to go home and not not know. And, yeah. and then as the <laughs> films go on, you know, and so you lose that one thing to gain this other thing. So, I mean, I think it's a good trade off personally. And you do too. It yeah. sounds like, but it is it is something you give give in order to get this other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. But, uh, but at
1: the same time, too, it's like people have been seeing my work over like, you know, the like I've made a book like in 2018. thousand eight eighteen. I'm sorry, two thousand eighteen, <laughs> and uh, and then all my work since then, I've been like really focused on trying to keep it within a world, mm-hmm. uh, so that it, I'm I'm building content. Right. Big lore book. So. What? Well, what
0: book did you make? What are you talking about?
1: I mean, it's like a little one. Uh, it was called uh, Whispers. Hold on a second. I'm gonna take a picture.
0: I didn't know this. See, I didn't know any of this stuff. Okay, that's awesome, man. That's a great picture on the front.
1: Bank oh photo. yeah,
0: you gave me one, didn't you? Did I? I think, I probably you, did. I think you gave me one. I have this. <laughs> Wait, let me see the back again. Let me get a picture of it. I, I'm pretty sure I have this. Or I, I bought one or you gave it to me or something. Let me see. Show me some pictures on the inside. Yeah, yeah. I've seen this.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's cool. Wow. <laughs> it's, in my, it's in my book collection.
1: Yeah, yeah. Back when I was uh, hanging with Doug, he wrote a forward for me in oh, the book. Cool. So I was like, so...
2: F- Got me
1: all
0: shucksed. <laughs> yeah, Doug, Doug's an awesome guy. I it. I'm got. i going to hit him up because I've been trying to get it. I mean, I've been planning on having him on the podcast for years now, a couple of years now, I think. Oh, cool. for real? Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, the way I choose podcast guests is kind of ridiculous it's like roll the dice <laughs> no i just see i'm you know who's available just, when you're available yeah and i'm just not um i'm not on it i'm not organized enough to plan super far ahead so it's like i'll see someone i's like oh i like that that I, that would be you know and i just totally like impulsive <laughs> like, oh i'll hit them
1: up and see if they can do it and if they can yeah yeah you know, I, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to keep up with a, a podcast do all the paintings <laughs> And work so on so crazy. Book. It's only because I, I
0: have an understanding wife that, you know, kind of lets yeah. me do whatever.
1: When I started working on that book, it was like, all right, guys, you're not going to see some art for a while. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I need to focus. Yeah. Because it's right. so hard to, like, to jump
2: projects. Oh, I know. Like I know.
0: That. I know. I'm, yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking... I, I got so much stuff to do today I got this painting and I got these tool posters still a couple of tool posters I gotta do and then I got
1: it's like it's a lot it's but crazy. at the same time it's like this is it man it's happening like this is right it, there's, there's there's always gonna be you know that duality to anything with art it's like I gotta work to, to make this appear in this world yeah uh but uh, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth me sacrificing all of my social time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It, it it really, I think it really is. I mean, you got to be. Like
1: yeah, I go to work and then I sleep. And then as soon as my weekend happens, I wake up and I art. And then I give myself a few hours and then I go to sleep. And it's right. like that. It's either or. Yeah, yeah. But it's That's worth sad. it because I'm just like, you know, like you said, it's like the best drug. It's like every time I finish a painting, I'm just yeah. uh, Like <laughs> Alan Williams said this once. He was like, eventually you gotta fall in love with your own art. Yeah. And uh, I found I, he said that, and it was just uh, I was like, I feel that, and like I want to adopt that way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, if I'm gonna commit to a piece, I wanna fall in love with it by the time it's done. Right.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you really got to be your own biggest fan, kind of in a
1: way, which is yeah, weird, hard the, for a that lot of stories that you want, you love so much. It's, yeah, feels good, it feels great. Yep, it's indescribable.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it really is. It's uh, uh, you know, I I always had this dream because I've gotten to a certain point in my career where it's like I'm full time. This is it. There's no going back. Which is great. It's like amazing. I never. I, when I think about. It, I made it. I made. I made it. You made it. I made it. This is. If it doesn't get better than this, I'll be okay with that. You know. It's like I'm not. I didn't make it and became like a millionaire, but I. I made it to where it's like this is my living. This is how I make my money, and I could make art every day usually because it's. It's a huge
1: achievement, like for today's standards, because art's just not. Yeah, the it's, same
0: it's yeah, hard it's pretty it's amazing it's they amazing. make it
1: real real hard <laughs>
0: yeah no shit but i but i was you know i i was uh talking to at a at a at the la art show uh i was talking to olivia you know olivia the pinup artist yeah and um you know she's older than i am she's you know she was she was famous in the 80s
1: yeah, I I went by that booth. It's beautiful. She's amazing. Beautiful She's work. amazing. Yeah.
0: It's super cool. She's such a great person. But, um, I was complaining, of course, because that's what I do. But no, I was <laughs> yeah, at the, at the time. No, I was I was uh, I was at this. I was working too hard. Like, I yeah, got, I it st- I stopped. You don't know it. Yeah, I, st- <laughs> I I have not been working quite as hard as I used to because I was I was just talking uh, the other day about this. I think on the Casey Love podcast, how I was like, "I'm gonna die if I keep working this hard. It's just too much." But um, I was like, "Yeah, maybe." I was, I was telling her someday it's not gonna be this hard and it'll be it'll be easy. And she goes, "When is someday?" Yeah, she said, "No, it's not. It's always gonna be like this." So she told me, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I can give up on that dream." It's all you know. But luckily, I, I like I do like to work. I'm kind of a workaholic in a way. You know, I enjoy I enjoy it. I do so it's cool
1: it's um, awesome yeah like m- my buddy who is doing comics now he loves it he's getting to make these really cool sci-fi stories that he's like totally in love with mm. and uh but it's it's real demanding they're like all right you gotta you gotta give us another page we need another page we need another page and right. it's like it's like you know seven or uh, you know 11 by 17 with up to nine panels each panel is like a painting in itself crazy
0: crazy but yeah but the thing is if you love what you're doing work, yeah, working hard a is worthy amazing. sacrifice but it's also like enjoyable like it feels good to work hard on something that you think is important it feels yeah, bad yeah. to work hard on something that you think is stupid or you're not into you know like if you're working on some Really dumb. Something you, you believe in, yeah. yeah. But if you're working on something you believe in, that's kind of like the ultimate um, good feeling, or one of the ultimate great feelings you can have in life is working hard, pushing yourself, working hard on something that you love and believe in, and think is important. You know,
1: that's kind and it's kind of it's like this is my this is my true will. Totally. This is my this is what I was. I don't know. I don't really believe in destiny, but it's, this is what I was put here to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think, uh, whatever, whatever word you put to it, you know, you believe in it enough to. to this is my mission. Yeah, this yeah. The mission I've
1: decided to uh, take on. Right, so I right. guess I, how I'd put it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And there's some philosophical debate about, you know, if. The mission that you decide to do is the mission you're supposed to do, if there is a supposed to do. That's where it gets into philosophical
1: territory. I couldn't imagine being, like after taking on this mission, I couldn't imagine uh, myself presenting myself with another equally grand mission. So I feel like I'm on the right track. Yeah, you know it. You'll know it. I mean you
0: know it when you're on it. And
1: if there is a better idea out there that's worth exploring life's too short to not take that road for a little while. Right. Yeah. I think that's why like I jumped around early on so much. You know, I was doing like cartoons and stuff for a while in college and then I jumped back to monsters and Mm -hmm. I was taking a class on dinosaurs. I was drawing dinosaurs all the time. Just Everywhere, but I feel like I've never felt like quite at home like I am now, mm. making this work, and yeah. I've never put so much time into my work like I am now.
0: Well, the I mean, the work is uh, is great. So I mean, the proof is in the work. If if the work you're doing, the work you're doing is signature and it's great, then you're doing the right thing. As far as I'm concerned, you know, it's thank you. I I jumped around as well, you know, a lot in my life, or before, like I was doing creative stuff, like I was into makeup effects, and then right computer animation was going to be my thing and and all the whole time i was in a band trying to make it into band music like i thought in that there. was it yeah yeah i thought that was my i know thing. i was like I'm aren't gonna you so glad you're art
1: the rest of my life aren't you <laughs> i mean
0: i i wanted to be you know i wanted to be like in a successful band
1: and be a songwriter and all that and it's like i'm I so i was in a band for like five years and we did some pretty cool stuff and yeah same to, to as soon as like you know like i was hitting the end of my college days everyone was like getting hitched having babies Mm -hmm. and creating uh you know this environment where this band can't or just simply can't survive anymore and i was like
0: aren't you glad that happened now the way that's the thing it's it's like
1: i am so thankful i didn't make it i was like the only way i can do art is if i do it by myself i was like I mean, Trim has got to figure it figured out, man. Just solo it.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm it's funny because I was I was so so disappointed when the my last band finally broke up and it was like okay, yeah, I'm not hard. gonna reform it again. Because it's like it would always you'd lose someone or it'd break up and you'd kinda yeah, re- keep like it a... going. I did it for ten years. And the last time I was like, Okay, it's time to move on. Ten years is long enough. And I was so totally heartbroken and depressed about it and then looking back on it I'm like thank god that happened I <laughs> thank god thank
1: god cuz like, music... I don't know if I could still be doing that well, like the, yeah. what it takes to be in a band oh, is, man. it's it's equally hard as uh, you know being an artist you got to show up you got to oh, practice oh, you got to be creative on other people at the same time. And, and then there's... yeah everyone's got to be on the same page 100% <laughs>
0: yeah and the business and, and it's a terrible Business. Yeah. I mean, talk you about it's probably <laughs> it's probably harder to make money as a musician now than it is to be yeah like an independent artist really with all the tools yeah, like
2: yeah.
1: Patreon and, and and stuff that we have. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I've seen some people do okay now. Like uh, I, I met this one guy who ended up uh, fully supporting himself on Twitch doing his music. But he did it in a really unique and interesting well, way yeah
0: that's so. that's that's that was unfair of me to say because if your thing is music, then you should do music and make it work there, there, the, actually, there's actually ways
1: to make it work but yeah. you have to want it like but
0: it's the same so as bad. same as art though it's the same thing now, especially yeah. because the platforms are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Um, like patreon was started by uh, do you know the story of patreon? I don't. <laughs> it was started by this dude, Jack. Jump a lot of hands. Conte, I think. Jack Conte. They, they just got like a valuation of one point two billion the other day, and they yeah. just got like a ninety one dollar ninety one million dollar investment in Patreon, and they value wow. now they value the company at one point two billion or something. So hopefully that will trickle on down to us and they'll improve features and stuff like that. But anyway, he started Patreon because. He was a YouTube guy. He had a band, a kind of a success, semi pretty successful band on YouTube. You know, with a cult following to where he was he was making his living from YouTube videos. Right. Like he would produce and make music songs and create music videos, and he had a fan base. And then they just changed the algorithm one day, yeah. And it fucked everything up, and he was he was like, he, they couldn't make any money anymore. So it's like suddenly their revenue was just <laughs> gone. So he was like, fuck it. What about a platform that you know, like Patreon? And he basically, him and a friend of his who's a programmer, I think, created Patreon as a, as a way for people to go directly to their fans to get paid instead of using advertising on YouTube. And now YouTube offers that on their videos to where you can send, same with Twitch, where you can send them money on their right. videos. So they kind of like, it's different than Patreon, but it's the same kind of idea that you can give them money from videos that's cool, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's just fun it's funny though it's i just love it i love it that he's like youtube sucks so i'm gonna make my own platform and then it's like opened the whole doors yeah, for yeah, all yeah. Of now us. it's reconnected again yeah <laughs> so boomerang yeah it's amazing
1: and and you're on patreon yeah yeah i'm on i'm on patreon I, that's uh man that's been so cool too is uh when i started doing the small paintings I was like, man, how am I gonna keep up with this? And then I was like, all right, well, if they don't get to pick which painting, it just get sent to them, and right. and I don't put a poll up or anything about what it's gonna end up being. Then these are little practice pieces for me to experiment on different uh, you know, coloring uh, layer techniques mm-hmm. and you know different inking styles. And it's like this is yeah. my opportunity to like try all that. So yeah, that's smart it's, though. You turn it's your pieces. They don't make. Uh, it's not so much so stressful,
0: right? That's that's <laughs> that's the thing about what's you got. If you, you kind of have to be smart about, it, especially in, in the art business in general, you have to think. You have to be smart about it, basically. And, the same thing with like talents. So you got to make sure you're yeah, doing. I'm doing. What's, a, you're making good content, right? Right. <laughs> but even you know, f- like well, I first kind of had this notion when I start doing studies. 'Cause it's like studies make me make my painting process go faster. So that make that makes me earn more money hourly. If you look at it, I sell a painting, that means my hourly rate goes up in a sense. If my if the painting process is simpler and more efficient. So I do the studies, then I could sell the studies. So that becomes another income stream and, and if you sketched it first, you yeah, can sell the sketch. Exactly. So And so, now you
1: have three images that you can put into a book. Right. But, Fill up three pages. Totally. FDB. So yeah, that's
0: that's that's the way you have to think if you want to sell prints. Yeah, of them. exactly. That's how you have to,
1: to think to to make it as an artist.
0: To, this right? one image
1: can can be a lot, and that's what's cool about Twitch. And if you set it up to be like a like you said, like a focus stream where there's you know there's no mic, um, not responding to anyone. I'm just focused on my work, and you're here to watch, listen to music then it's it's passive income if someone wants to right. seize your work and support you and it's not affecting you and your workflow and, and they're enjoying it and then like like you said like you could spend like the last like 20 minutes taking a few questions and discussing yeah. what you worked on that day
0: 100 percent, man that's uh, yeah we talked about this before we started recording and um yeah i've been talking about live streaming for a while i've I guess I, I once I get I've got a little bit of a bottleneck with um, things that, that I'm working on now, but I'm planning on that starting to live stream. I'm not really sure how yeah, I'm gonna do it.
1: All kinds of people. I've been trying it. It's it's been fun seeing other people do it and and then they stop and then another person starts. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I have fun just like continuing to do it. It's. It's been uh, when you when you got the camera on and you got people there, it's it's not a great thing, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. But you got a little bit of pressure in that you right. know, people are expecting you to move. Yeah, you can't stop. And around, stop watching TV for half an hour because you're <laughs> yeah, interested you in the go, alien Yeah, you can't take a <laughs> twenty-minute poo
0: break. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you know, true. Like you got a phone
1: call and you walk away. I but I do like I'd make break times like right. I, like every hour and a half I'll I'll disappear for half an hour, right. go do stuff, and then come back and stay focused for another yeah. like two hours.
0: Do you have a setup to where you could put like a graphics that says "be right back" or "back in twenty minutes"? Or do you just kind of leave?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I have like a whole like border that has like teeth okay. and like, eyeballs and mushrooms. I'm and gonna stuff have to. I'm gonna
0: after. have to ask you for advice when i get th- to that point oh yeah yeah I can... are you
1: using obs that obs software or i'm using Streamlabs version of obs okay i like it you know, they're both fine they both work the same
0: are you on, doing it on a pc or a mac a uh, pc yeah that's a thing it's like I've, I've i need to get a dedicated pc for, just for streaming
1: yeah i'm I just, just st- really fortunate that my big brother's uh a, he loves computers so he, he always helps me on it's easy to like just okay like, hey, steven how do i do this oh really <laughs> what's wrong with my computer
0: <laughs> oh cool that's good that's a good that's good to know <laughs> i yeah, might hit you he's up a super bit nice about, about it too yeah that's so. cool that's cool yeah that's gonna be you know in the future in the near future hopefully but so what do you, what's, I mean, do you, do you have any big plans going on? Anything coming up? Or are you just kind of going with the, going with it in during the quarantine and doing your Twitch and Patreon and all that business?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've just been pretty busy with, like, you know, just making sure I show up. I've just been trying to put myself on a schedule lately because uh, I used to stream at night all the time and work at night all the time. And then I got this new job and uh, I have to work from five to five and if i try and change my sleep schedule oh man uh everything's messed up the second work week happens again so you get
0: up at four or
1: four thirty or something i woke up at four thirty (laughs) today that's rough man i I got ready i made some coffee and got some breakfast and then i sat down at six a.m and started working for six hours and then you and me are hanging out now
0: wow what time do you go to sleep when you have to wake up at four four thirty
1: uh i go to bed around like eight or nine p.m
0: that's the hard that's the, p- hard, it's the hardest hard, it, part it's hard because i'm like
1: me. i'm like man there's so much to do still <laughs> <laughs> look I at know. this documentary about this uh awesome lost pyramid in the middle of china right. i want to hear about that
2: <laughs>
0: that's where i get screwed up is you know it's if I could get, you know, when I get to bed at like 930 or 10, if ten's my latest, I can get up so early, but man, it always goes to 1030 or 11 yeah. and sometimes 12 and it's just like, I got,
1: I got. Right nothing. now, I hate it because when I go to bed, the sun's still just barely going down, so it's still hot. Oh, man. <laughs> but when I wake up, it feels amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: oh, nice yeah. too. It's like, I, I, I start my art session off with like you know, a cool setting and then it eventually gets hot and then that's usually why in my session. Oh, that, that works. But before it was it's hot but it's cooling down and it's gonna get better throughout the art session, but I'm gonna stop because I'm falling asleep and inking everywhere on accident. <laughs> <laughs> so it's and, nice to like be awake and have more energy in the morning. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, I know, I know. I've I'm really I'm I've been doing it but it's like
1: it's like it took just, an adjustment period. yeah. It's definitely. hard. It's hard. I think it'll be easier after the uh, daylight savings changes everything. Right. Because then the sun will go down at like four PM and it'll be too easy to go to bed at eight PM. Dude, you gotta get an air conditioner.
0: <laughs> you you see what I don't know. I mean we I'm just not just went through that
1: heat wave, that was intense. Yeah, I know,
0: but I'm just <laughs> I'm looking at the temperature. My wife was telling me that it's gonna be it's hot gonna get Saturday worse. and Sunday. Saturday, I mean I'm in Monrovia, so I'm in it's hotter here probably than where you are, but my phone says it's gonna be hundred and eleven on Monday and Sunday Saturday and Sunday.
2: Oh
1: man, it's I better insane. start freezing water bottles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you gotta get
2: it. <laughs>
0: you gotta get it. <laughs> I lived so many years without it. like when, when we were first married we just didn't have we didn't have an air conditioner in the car we didn't have an air conditioners in the house and it was like once you That's get one you're like what the f- how the <laughs> fuck did i live without an air conditioner you get for the 10 electric years bill. <laughs> I'd, it's like i'd rather pay right. that than suffer in that way because i i hate heat that it's extreme heat so in. much it's the go it's like, like
1: weeks without using a blanket
0: I'd rather be, I don't like extreme cold either, but I'd rather be really cold than really hot.
2: You can always throw another blanket on. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly but man, I just I do not do well
1: in the heat it's not good. And coming from Texas, like it gets really hot there It's dry though, it right? It's actually pretty humid oh, there. It? It's so dry here Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that here. Yeah, because y'all got that desert that like blocks everything from here
0: yeah that's, that's true. why y'all
1: don't have like a big mosquito problem either because yeah, everything guess... on the other side is covered in mosquitoes and they can't get across that damn desert
0: right no <laughs> i never I, I i for some reason i thought texas was
1: dry heat but i guess you're, yeah. it's pretty big so there's like a, a nice variation uh but you know there's like there's a huge coastline on right. texas as well so we get it like when hurricane season comes it uh We get all the storms and stuff up in Dallas, and then Houston and Galveston are getting smashed with storms. Um, And then West Texas is nothing but desert. And then, like, up in Amarillo and, like, the panhandle, it's just, like, mostly, like, abandoned towns and looks so creepy. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. You love it. Yeah, (laughs) it (laughs) sounds amazing. And stuff that are just, like, in shambles. Wow. Yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then you go to, to East Texas, Texas and it's more like swampy, like Louisiana.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm not into that. I'm not into It's It's a know. bit of everything. They get
1: snow there too. Really? Yeah, up in North Texas gets snow. Weird. Yeah. It's a bit of everything, man. Huh, yeah, it's a huge state. It's such a <laughs> but it doesn't state. matter what a... You know, like if you got a bottom shelf apartment or a top shelf apartment, you have central AC. Right, yeah, yeah. And here in Southern California, it's like they just weren't invented or something when <laughs> most of these buildings were built. I don't know what their reasoning was, but, man, it is. it gets hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... You can get those roll around ones
1: for three or four hundred
0: bucks. You know, we got a roll
1: around one, but when it's like one hundred and eleven outside, doesn't do it. It's like you better be two feet away from that. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) That's
1: true. That's true. I I mean,
0: I just I had I up I just upgraded my one for my office here because it's like this for whatever reason I think the way the sun hits it. In the second part of the day it gets so hot in this office, and I was worried because I got my printer in here and I got my computer in here, and so the, a- the yeah, AC I got just means. wasn't wasn't doing it. It wasn't doing it. It was still hot in here. Got to do all your
1: printing at night. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I just you know I I, I gener- you know I'm doing a lot of work throughout the day, so I I got a um, an upgrade to my air conditioner, and so Saturday Loving and it. Sunday I'm going to be in my office. All day. Nice. Not, <laughs> not I better leaving. find out a bu- find a bunch of office work to do because I'm not leaving it. Because the studio I've got to roll around in there because the windows are weird. It won't even hold a regular. Because I've got an old house that won't even hold a regular uh, window air conditioner. We don't have central air, so. Um, Oof. So it gets, it works. The the I got a good roll around, but still gets kind of on the on days where it's 111, it's going to be a little bit warm still. It's just going to stay on. <laughs> you have to put, yeah, yeah, totally. You have to put it on, and then you have a fan in front of it. That's what I do, like a regular <laughs> fan. That's and then it's tolerable.
1: Yeah, right now I have a, it's like a, a, a circular wind tunnel in my room because I'll have the cylinder fan going. And I'll have a small fan next to my head and then I got a box fan in the window that's pulling in cold night oh, there air. You know. So man, I, as long as I got the air moving, I think I'm okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well that's, that's how you survive though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. What are you gonna do? It's nice to you know, to wake up at, at early in the morning though and art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While it's nice and cool. The birds yeah. are chirping and... i know it's great
0: i mean it's the same thing i get out of staying up late is that no one bothers you there's no phone yeah. calls there's no one
1: no one's doing any of that till yeah. like 10 a.m yeah and it's like all right i've only got like a couple more hours of my art session anyways they right. can wait
0: right right but all right anyway I gotta. Speaking of which, I have to get working on all of the yeah. the myriad of things. Um, get back to work, Chad. <laughs> that I gotta do. <laughs> but I enjoyed, you know, really enjoyed oh, yeah. talking this with was you. Awesome man! When uh,
1: I, uh, followed your work for so long. It's awesome to to get to chat with you.
0: Yeah, I love I love the the stuff you're doing. I'm I'm, I'm I've got an eye on your work. I'm always watching when you. I'm, awesome man. I'm on your Patreon, so I get to Super see. Super stoked you like it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's your? I'll put it in the in the description. But what's your Patreon address?
2: Uh, it's
1: Mr. Creep with three E's. Mm. Yeah, I, a long time ago I made that that screen name. And I'm kind of wishing I'd went with my name, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. uh, it's stuck, and if you so if you Google that versus my real name, you, you you get better hits. So I've just been like, fine, I'll I'll ride that wave for a little while. A,
0: it <laughs> is a good Mister Creep with three E's is kind of cool, but yeah, it's not very practical. But I'll, I'll have yeah. the um, link, all your links in the description. Yeah, I'll
1: we'll give and, you all that and all info. that stuff.
0: Yeah. So thanks, man. That was fun. Uh, um, well, thank you. I look, look forward to seeing your new work and. Checking out your Patreon and all that business. Yeah, I'm glad I
1: get to to share my work with you and uh, all the the people at the Dark Art Society. They've all all been so cool. I've been really really enjoying the the art jams. Yeah, Friday nights. Those have been so fun. Yeah, great. Watch people work and ask them questions. It's like the live stream thing, but a big group of everyone doing it together. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's super cool. We're um, talking about, I think. Steve Clef, who started it, is doing like a a questionnaire to get people's feedback. So we're gonna start kind of like structuring a little bit more. We could get people, you know, what uh, some a little bit more structure. I think. You know what I mean. Um, so it's gonna. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been killing it. Yeah. Enjoy everything y'all been putting out. All the art shows and. This podcast cool
0: yeah I'm glad alright alright well, thanks th- man it was great talking to you so say goodbye to everybody
1: bye everybody goodbye,
0: goodbye everybody